Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is Issues 2017. I'm Steve McIntosh. Our guest is Gary Plummer, President and CEO, Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. Welcome to Issues 2017, Gary. Thank you very much, Steve. I think it's been right about a year since we talked, maybe. Maybe it, about it a has year been. I don't get that opportunity enough. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Let's begin <laughs> with the Chamber's annual meeting. It's coming up November 7th, celebrating Team Wichita. And we're looking at a looks like a real basketball theme this time. You've got Greg Marshall and Dick Vitale. Tell us about it. Well, we're excited. You know, sports is a big business in Wichita, uh, with Wichita State going into the American Conference and and uh, the success that we've seen at the National Baseball Congress and the uh, thought process behind a new baseball stadium and other improvements, you know, there's a lot going on that impacts our economy. We want to celebrate that fact, and we felt like Greg Marshall was probably our greatest ambassador around the country for Wichita, uh, and uh, we invited Coach Marshall to, to be our keynote speaker. Uh, he uh, got back to us and said, hey, give me somebody to talk to uh, while I'm up there. I'd love to have a conversation. And we couldn't think of a better candidate than Dick Vitale, uh, who everyone knows and, and adores, uh, to be on stage with Coach Marshall and have a little give and take about what the outlook is for the Shockers. And I'm sure they'll be talking about the meaning of life as well. Well, I'm, I'm wondering, does is, uh, Coach Marshall, does he give speeches? Or is it, he just feels like this would be a better format? Will he give a little talk and then go into a Yeah, uh, in fact, I think, both, I think both Coach Marshall and Dick Vitale will each have some uh, short remarks. And, uh, yeah, the coach is a, a great speaker. Uh, I've heard him on a couple of occasions. And we really were thrilled when he accepted our invitation to be at our annual meeting this year. I think this is going to be a, a format that he will prefer, and I think it will also uh, be something that the audience will really enjoy as well. You know, in the past, you have opened up the audience with some microphones to let them get involved, too. Are you going to do that again this year, Gary? Well, I'm not sure exactly of those okay. details. Uh, they they uh, kind of handle that down at my office in such <laughs> a fine fashion that they don't always bring me into that conversation. But I know it. It will be an interesting evening, and Scott Schwindeman, who will be wrapping up his year as chairman of the board of the chamber, uh, I, I know is looking forward to it as well. You know, the chamber has hosted some really strong speakers for the annual meeting. Can you tell us about just a few of the past speakers we've had here? Well, my favorite one uh, would have to be the very first year I got here. In fact, I was on the ground in Wichita about six weeks. And I find myself having a stake with uh, George W. Bush, uh, he was our speaker in 2011, probably brought the biggest crowd ever to an annual meeting for the chamber, and uh, it was great to meet the former president. Of course, we've had some uh, wonderful speakers since then, like Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice, Secretary of Defense Bob Gates, who happens to be a Wichita boy. Uh, last year, we had Damon John, who is on the Shark Tank, and uh, we had an entrepreneurship theme there that involved a lot of local folks, including the E2E Accelerator so we try to mix it up. We don't always do political speakers, and uh, we felt like this was another year where we would take a year off from politics and talk about uh, another part of our economy, which is the sports economy. A few years ago, you had uh, Doris Kearns Goodwin in, uh, the great uh, history writer, biography writer, 
right. one of my favorites. And I got to actually uh, go up to her and, and meet her and have her sign my book. Oh, wonderful. Uh, wonderful. And, and so, you know, that was interesting. And uh, it's always, you always get great speakers. I think, wasn't George H.W. Bush the... The, the first Bush president, wasn't he? he was before you got here, though. He was, yeah. He yeah. spoke to our to our group. Uh, General Colin Powell spoke to our group years ago. He had some great, speaker, great you know, speakers. When, when I uh, finished up my first year with President George W. Bush, uh, we did some research to see how, how could we follow that act. And, and uh, we uh, uh, looked around the country, and there are no chambers doing that event the way we do it. And, mm. and one of our successful events was a hometown boy, Charles Koch. Uh, joined the, yeah. the folks with uh, MSNBC on stage, and we brought that show, the Morning Joe show, to Wichita as a part of that whole thing, and that was that was exciting as well. Now, how can our listeners get tickets? Well, all they have to do is just go online at wichitachamber.org. There'll be information there. They can give us a call uh, anytime, uh, 265-7765, and uh, we can take care of their needs. All right. Recently, Jeremy Hill with Wichita State University's Center for Economic Development and Business Research released his annual forecast for the year ahead, and he's predicting not very optimistic, it seems, less than one-half of 1% job growth. That's just over 1,000 jobs. What's your response to that, Gary? What do you think about that? Well, first of all, I, I hold uh, Jeremy in high regard. He's, he's well-known around the country for what he does, and we're really blessed to have a guy of his talent here in Wichita and connected with Wichita State uh, and that annual conference that they do is absolutely top-notch. I think what may be understated in his numbers are the number of jobs that are open and will soon be open in Wichita because of uh, retirements. The baby boomers are aging out. Uh, We talked to uh, Spirit and Textron about their needs. Uh, They they really have to recruit uh, hundreds of folks every year just to backfill the retirements that they are faced with. And that's a challenge that we really have to embrace and I think be very creative about addressing in the Wichita region. In fact, we've had some recent conversations with folks out of South Carolina about how they leverage their educational and economic development resources to try to fill and and train the positions that they've seen, particularly in aerospace. They just located a Boeing plant there in 2011 that has 6,000 employees, and they put about 65 state employees on the job to work personally with Boeing to train their workforce and get them up and running. I think that's the kind of aggressive approach we need to take here in Wichita and throughout the state of Kansas to make sure that we don't lose any economic opportunities down the road because we don't have the talent pool that those major employers need. And it's really much more of an economic development issue than even a workforce development issue in our eyes. Well, Hill says uh, skilled labor is uh, the key to job growth in the area. And you're talking about uh, how to get there, right? Yes, and it's not just the big companies that tell us that. When we ask our members on a regular basis, what's the thing that keeps you up at night? They say it's finding talent and uh, retaining young talent in particular. And so that's why we've taken on this challenge, working very closely with Greater Wichita Partnership. That's why our Young Professionals of Wichita program uh, is one of our key affiliates. They have 3,000 members, and those are young professionals that were getting involved in the community and, and in some cases helping them meet their uh, spouse, uh, in some cases uh, just showing them how they can get engaged in the community and be so entrenched that they never want to leave. And that's really 
what that young professional program is all about. Yeah, uh, how about how does that tie into when you're talking about Wichita? But we're talking about really a regional. You're the regional chamber. Are you getting other uh, smaller communities around the area involved in all of this? We work on a very uh, close basis with about 20 chambers in our region uh, over about a 50-mile radius from Wichita. Uh, We convene them on a regular basis. They have joined us the last couple of years on a regional legislative agenda at Topeka and have uh, been a part of our uh, lobbying efforts in Topeka, including a reception that we do on an annual basis. And we just think there's strength in numbers. There's a lot of commonalities when you talk about economic development, transportation, workforce development, water resources, and those sort of issues. Those are regional issues, not a, not just a city issue. And, and uh, that's why we put such an emphasis on working with our regional partners. And when you go to Topeka for something like that, if you, the more the merrier, because like you're saying, the, We've always thought that northeast corner of the state got maybe a little more attention than they should because of the population density up there around Lawrence, Topeka, Kansas City. So when you guys lock together, you can put more numbers at them, can't you? There's no question about that. I mean, it's a constant effort to work with, uh, I'm going to guess, about 30 legislators from the south-central Kansas effort to try to keep them together on issues that are important to our region. And if we're able to do that, we're usually pretty successful at making things happen in the state legislature. Uh is our local educational system working well to make graduates prepared or to get them prepared for jobs in life? Well, I tell you, I think we're very blessed, having lived in this community now for six years, uh, to see what District 259 is doing and what some of the suburban districts around us are doing and how they're improving. They're improving their facilities. They're paying very close attention to the uh, educational achievement numbers and trying to be I think, accountable for their success in that regard. They certainly play a very critical role in our economy, and they're turning out the the workforce that we need to continue to grow and be be vibrant when it comes to economic development and and our future. We work very closely with a group called the Business and Education Alliance, uh, which is made up of business and education leaders who meet on a monthly basis to talk about what we have in common and where we need to pull together to be more effective on both sides. And I think it's starting to show some real results. You know, one of the things that happened before you got here, I guess, the 2008 uh, bond issue for the public schools, where they went in and just basically renovated every school in USD 259. That uh, kept a lot of people working right after that recession hit, Gary. Well, you're right. Now, that is before I got here. But I will tell you, the contractors still talk about how important that was uh, during that three-year period or so where that was the that was the biggest job in town. And they did keep a lot of construction workers uh, on the payroll and invested a, a huge amount of money in our, in our local economy. And so thank goodness they had the foresight to reinvest in themselves like that. You go out and talk to people about Wichita. I know constantly, you and your people. And is the school, the brand-new school system, I mean, the facilities here, is that, is that a good selling point for you? Do you use that? Oh, I think there's no question about that. I mean, it shows the community so much better when you have those sort of facilities. And we both know that it's what goes on inside the school building that makes the biggest difference. And that's certainly not being ignored. But just to show this community and our neighboring communities in our metro area to a new company or to a new CEO who's been recruited to come to uh, the Wichita area, it helps a tremendous amount to be able to 
say this is how important education is to our community, and we're willing to invest in that. What's interesting is those of us who are from Wichita, we have our reunions. I have one coming up next year, another high school reunion every five years, and we bring people in who haven't been back to town for a few years, and we we have a tour of our of our high school we went to. Uh, on Saturday mornings, and people are just amazed. Uh, is this the same place? I recognize some of the, the hallways, but that's about it. They, they, they're just aghast at how uh, everything looks so nice and clean and new. And that's the kind of reaction you look for, and that that's the kind of reaction that will prompt somebody uh, when they hit retirement uh, or they're making a, a job change to really strongly consider Wichita as a place to uh, return to. I think that's where a lot of our growth can come from people who – left us during a certain economic downturn, but now have an opportunity to come back because we have the jobs and the opportunities probably at a greater level than we've ever had. You're listening to Issues 2017 on the Intercom radio stations, and our guest is Gary Plummer, President and CEO, Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. And again, that annual meeting's coming up November 7th. You know, at some point, Wichita will probably build a new baseball stadium, attempting to attract a major league-affiliated franchise if possible. Does the city have the chambers backing on that? Absolutely. Uh, we, we came out in support of that at a city council meeting. And to us, it's, it's even bigger than just the ball stadium. We think that it's a lot about uh, how do we engage the river, the Arkansas River, and how do we do development on both sides of that river to really capitalize on that asset. Uh, and so, yeah, we are very engaged in these quality of place conversations because, again, we think – uh, you look at examples like Oklahoma City, who reinvented their community over the last two decades, and the economic success they're having as a result of that. I think we need to model that in Wichita and have a long-range plan uh, to, you know, really have the community with the uh, quality of life and the assets that we think are important to not only today's generation but future generations as well. The city is looking at upgrading a downtown convention and performing arts facility. Does the t- chamber take a position on Century 2, whether we keep the dome or not? Kind of been a little controversial at times. Yeah, and it's probably going to continue to be a hot topic in the community. I applaud the city manager, the mayor, and the council for uh, rolling out an engagement process where they're going to encourage a lot of feedback on the different options that are there for Century 2 as well as the, as a performing arts facility. Uh, we haven't taken a position yet on that. We're very closely following the issue, trying to uh, better understand what the numbers are and what the return on investment will be for the different options. So it's a very important topic for our future. And I, I will tell you that, again, our Young Professionals of Wichita, our Leadership Wichita program, uh, the emerging leaders uh, tell us that it's important to invest in, in yourself. And that's something, whether we renovate or whether we start new with those facilities, how we invest in ourselves is very important to the community. Yeah, with you as a chamber going out and trying to attract people to come in and do conventions and help with that. Uh, if you've got a, a new facility to, for your vendor to put up their wares and have a good show. Plus, of course, always the, 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 the theater and the arts down there. It's, it's, a very, it's a central key to what goes on in our city, is it not? Well, and Susie Santo with Visit Wichita speak to that better than I can. Sure. Uh, but you're right, uh, Convention Center really has a lot of economic impact when you com- compete with other regional destinations like Overland Park, Omaha, Tulsa, uh, even Springfield, Missouri, and those sort of places. You have to be competitive to get those regional 
meetings and conventions in your right. community. And I think the Interest Bank Arena has been a great model and has, can really demonstrate how an investment like that can pay dividends for the community. That's an asset that really kind of uh, reinvented the way people look at downtown Wichita. And maybe we have an opportunity to do that again. But again, there's a lot of conversation that's going to have to happen about the best path to take on that. Would you like to see a Tyson Foods chicken processing plant in the Wichita area? Well, actually, the chamber came out and supported an effort to try to find a, a site in our region that would work for them. Certainly, 1,500 jobs would be a real boost to our regional economy. Uh, some of their requirements uh, and some of their environmental impact probably will dictate a more rural uh, site than the immediate Wichita metro area, and we understand that. Uh, I also know that a lot of that decision is probably going to be driven by their own uh, infrastructure uh, at Tyson, including where the growers are that are going to be, you know, uh, providing yeah. uh, animals to their plant. So, you know, a lot of those decisions are, are really based on Tyson's business model. We just think that South Central Kansas ought to take a look at whether or not we'd be the right location. Tell us about the meetings the Chamber's been having uh with government officials. I know you had, a, I think, a series of them here recently uh, with government officials. What were those meetings all about? Well, we have a very active government relations committee. Yeah. And uh, in addition to that, we have about eight subcommittees underneath that group that drill down on some specific areas that we think are important, like air service, transportation, education policy, environmental resources, uh, business development, uh, practices, particularly at the local level. And so we have a lot of our membership who engage in those important conversations. It gives them the, the ability to impact policy that's going to, uh, you know, really dictate whether we have a business-friendly environment in the Wichita region and statewide for that matter. Uh, so we have those committees that are uh, actively engaging the folks who can make a difference, whether it's the regional director for the Environmental Protection Agency or whether it's someone from state government responsible for a statewide water policy, you know, whatever those issues might be, we, we try to have an active dialogue with them. And I think uh, because of our government affairs team, uh, which has changed recently, we, ha we have uh, and always have had quite an impact on local, state, and federal issues. We're blessed to have Sean Robinson uh, just join us as Director of Government uh, Relations. He was on the staff of both Congressman Pompeo and Congressman Estes, and so he brings a lot of experience to that role. And uh, Trom No, who is his assistant, very uh, energetic young person making a difference. And, of course, Jason Watkins is our legislative consultant. He has a long history with the chamber, and he's probably one of the most effective lobbyists you'll find at the state house in Topeka. When you talk about those subcommittees, is it difficult to get your members to serve on them or, or do they kind of look at it and say, well, this is pretty much in my, my interest as well as the communities and they, they volunteer pretty readily or do you, do you have to go out and, and twist their arms, Gary, to get them to serve on those subcommittees? It's actually pretty easy yeah. uh, because, you know, transportation, for example, we have a lot of folks from engineering and construction. Uh, that's their bread and butter. And so they're there and because they know they may be able to get more done at the state level if we work together than what they would do on their own. Uh, certainly education, our conversations there engage uh, the education community from kindergarten through 12th grade as well as higher education. And we, 
we seek their uh, input as we work on our own legislative agenda when it comes to workforce development and education. So it's really not that difficult. We're blessed with that. The Chamber has made a, a strong commitment, it seems to me, to promoting business networking. Uh, folks who are in business, uh, professionals talking to each other. Talk about that a little bit, that commitment to business networking. Well, as you uh, probably realize, more than 85% of our members, uh, and we're now 1,800 members strong at the Chamber, are folks who are small businesses, probably less than 50 employees. And I would say 75% have less than 20 employees. So we're a small business organization, and a lot of the value we can provide to those companies is the opportunity to meet their peers, develop new business relationships, and uh, build their business, actually, through the different events that we have at the Chamber. One of our biggest ones is our Exposure event, which is the biggest business-to-business trade show in Wichita on an annual basis. We just had a very successful event, again, at uh, Century 2. I want to thank Cox Business for being our presenting sponsor on that. And uh, we had probably 2,000 visitors and over 250 exhibitors. So it's probably the best day of sales development that a person can have if they have a chamber connection and want to try to use it to grow their own business. Now, you came in after the, the Great Recession hit, uh, and it was, it was pretty tough on Wichita. What do you th- can you gauge how far we've come back? People will say we're not back where we were before, but uh, we've been struggling for a few years, haven't we? Yes, and, you know, we're a very manufacturing-dependent economy, right, right. Uh, probably in the top three economies of our size in the country for that. And uh, some of those jobs that we lost during the recession probably will not come back because, because of automation, because of, of acquisitions and, and other uh, moves to be more efficient and more competitive. Uh, and so we may never have uh, 30,000 people uh, in, in the aviation industry in Wichita again, but uh, we have a great supply chain that I think continues to grow, and we're seeing uh, the business rebound. Uh, my goodness, the the business and the commercial uh, jet business right now is so strong with probably a 20-year uh, backlog of business out at Spirit. That's that's a great sign for the community. So there's a lot of promising signs uh, in our economy right now, and I think there's some momentum that makes us all feel like uh, we're on the verge of some, some really good times here in Wichita. So what's ahead for 2018 for the Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce? Big well, plans? Well, there's always big plans at the Chamber, and, and I'm pleased to announce that, that Bill Wood, who is a partner at Folston Siefkin, will be our 2018 chairman. And he's going to be convening our board of directors here later in October, looking at what our priorities need to be for 2018 and how we address those. Certainly some of the things we've started on inclusion and diversity, as well as quality of place and education, I think we'll continue to be engaged in. And uh, we're just very blessed that we have a strong board and, and other strong leaders who are committed to their community, and that's what makes a chamber successful. Your few years here in Wichita, uh, was it a wise decision to make the move here? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't expect you to say, no, this place stinks. <laughs> but but uh, how has it been for you and your family, Gary, here in Wichita then? Well, it's been great. Uh, I was able to put uh, two boys through high school in the last six years, and uh, my wife enjoys all the different uh, choices that you have in a community this size. Uh, Wichita has been a great move for us. And uh, what's really been a blessing are the folks that, that work with me on a daily basis down at the chamber. They make 
uh, my job so much easier uh, because of their dedication to this community. And uh, they continue to be very, very loyal and very supportive and very innovative. And uh, I'm very thankful for that. The, the weather in October in this part of the country is not bad either, is it? Well, I <laughs> love it. I'll tell you what. Nice. I brought uh, three snow shovels with me from uh, Central Illinois, and I think I've used them once you know, in the <laughs> well, last six years. That's good. Hey, our guest is Gary Plummer, President and CEO, Wichita Regional Chamber of Commerce. And that's all for this edition of Issues 2017. Gary, thank you so much for being with us. We will be back next week. Thank you for listening. I'm Steve McIntosh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 